You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. The offseason from hell is officially over, and the Charlotte Hornets season has begun. And man, did it start out with a bang. 129-102 over the San Antonio Spurs. Your Charlotte Hornets moved to 1-0 on the season. And man, it felt good because that offseason was tumultuous. It was so bad. It was so bad. But before we get to all that and all of my thoughts on the offseason and the Hornets' first matchup against the Spurs, welcome to Hive Hoops. Very first episode. I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Looking forward to what we are going to be doing here at Hive Hoops and our interaction with you. Looking forward to being a mainstay in your weekly Hornets content that you seek out, that you come to. We're going to be talking all things Charlotte Hornets. We're going to be discussing the games. We're going to be breaking down the film. We're going to be talking about, I guess, some of the things that are going on off the court as well that have dominated this offseason. We're going to be having guests on, tons of fan interaction. That's where you come in, and that's what we're going to do here. And it's going to be a good time, guys. It's going to be a good time this offseason almost broke us but if you're listening to this you're still here we're still here guys this offseason is one that charlotte hornets fans will remember throughout their lifetime there was so much hype around this 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 hornets team There was so much hope surrounding the future of the Hornets. For the first time in a long time, we saw sustained, like a a sustained pathway to being good. Like, not just in the here and now, but looking on into the future, there was a pathway that we saw that this team, for the first time since the late 90s, early 2000s, could sustain success moving forward. And then this offseason happened, and it almost broke us. The Miles Bridges saga that just continues to linger and just go on and on. The draft night debacle where we traded a lottery pick for worse picks. Traded a lottery pick for worse picks. The inaction of Mitch Kupchak in the front office to make moves in order to replace the production that was lost by Miles Bridges, whether that be for the entire season or not, we will see in coming weeks, maybe. 
and then here recently, the James Booknight stuff, the incidents with James Booknight. But honestly, all of that can just go to the back burner for a second because the Charlotte Hornets are one and oh. We had people. I also run the uh, account, the Twitter account for Hornets Lead. Many of you interact there already. So if you're there interacting with the Twitter account for Hornets Lead, and then you're also going to be here listening to Hive Hoops, double the interaction, baby. Let's go. Many of you were stating how you only saw 20, 25. Some of you were saying 18, 19. One person said 7 and 59, the ode to the Bobcats days. That that was going to be the win total for the Hornet season. One after the next, reading your tweets, seeing your responses. I don't know if we can get to 30. 35. You crazy. Guys, we're here we are. We sitting at 1 and 0. Now, was it against a pedestrian Victor Sweepstakes Spurs team? Of course, it was. So we can't get too ahead of ourselves, but it was a dominating performance from the boys in teal and purple. Purple and teal. Them Hornets colors were going up and down the floor. There was energy. Shots were falling. Defensive scheme. And a mentality. Did we really see that? I saw it. For the first time in a long time. Now, was it a less than Spurs roster? Of course it was, as already previously stated. But that doesn't take away from the fact that this team showed up on Wednesday night after a preseason that left us wondering, what is the direction of this team? How many wins can they really get? Are we going to be in the victor sweepstakes ourselves? But then here we are, sitting at 1-0. And, guys, that was with, without LaMelo Ball. That was without Cody Martin, who went down early. Nick Richards, P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, just hooping on Wednesday night. And it's what we needed. It's what we needed out of the gate. We've got to take care of games like this. Now, I know some of you sitting there, no, 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 we don't need to be winning these. We need to be tanking. Guys, I got a lot of thoughts. When it comes to tanking, the odds have been flattened. And so all of this, lose every game. We're not, we're, we're, we're going to be a middling roster in between fighting for one of the last play-in spots 
and then probably not getting there, not making the playoffs, but then not being one of the worst teams to where we get the best odds. Guys, the odds have been flattened. The top four teams all have the same percentages. And then as it goes on, we saw the Pelicans win the Zion sweepstakes just a few seasons ago. They had like the eighth or ninth best odds. So going full tank, that doesn't guarantee anything. And what you're going to see out of this Charlotte Hornets team is what you saw Wednesday night. You're going to see a a roster. You're going to see a team that fights. You're going to see a team that's going to be better defensively. It's going to take on some of the qualities of its head coach, Steve Clifford, coming in here and bringing a philosophy on the defensive end of the ball. And you're going to see him get the most out of this team. So be prepared now. I've been saying this all summer long, even in the absence of Miles Bridges, even with the trading the lottery pick for worse picks and what I I would imagine and what I've seen most Hornets fan believe Jalen Duran was going to be a stud. Even in the midst of those things, and then the inaction of Mitch Kupchak and not bringing in new production. This roster is too good to be a bottom team. And Steve Clifford, if he does one thing, he's going to get the best out of this roster. And so be prepared. It's going to be fun. it's going to be one of those seasons where and I'm going to talk about this probably next episode because I'm going to go back a little bit. But there's going to be guys that step up, and that production from Miles Bridges is going to be replaced. Maybe not fully. Maybe not fully, especially offensively. But defensively, the scheme is going to be better, as we saw Wednesday night. One of the main things I saw defensively, we weren't over helping the Hornets weren't over helping which just led to easy simple passes to the wing just a easy dish and kick out to the wing for an open three that was a constant under Borrego now I'm not here to just dump on Borrego a ton but what I am here to say is there was no defensive identity under Borrego, and essentially that is what led to his dismissal from the Hornets. With Clifford, we're not going to see those same, those same mistakes and breakdowns that we saw under Borrego. There's going to be much more attention to detail, especially defensively. And the, the, the easiest thing I saw, well, two, there were two things. Steve Clifford teams are going to rebound. And Nick Richards, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are a beautiful sight to so many Hornets fans 
you are a beautiful sight to our young all-star point guard, LaMelo Ball. Everybody saw how LaMelo Ball was looking at you the other night after that performance. He had a twinkle in his eye that he ain't had, that he ain't looked at any of his centers since his time being here in Charlotte, I'll tell you that. You got to go back to his days with Onyeko Okongwu in, in, in high school in order to get that twinkle in his eye when he looked at a center. But Nick Richards brought physicality. He brought a big athletic body to the table, rebounding, putbacks, dunks, just energy around the rim in the pick and roll defensively. It was just a phenomenal performance by Nick Richards. BNE, baby. Big Nick energy in the house, in the hive. Got me excited for, I, I, man, I'm excited for, for, for Nick Richards. I'm really excited about Nick Richards. And then, two, we weren't overhelping defensively, where we didn't trust that our that our man on the ball wouldn't get beat because that was something that we saw consistently under Borrego. We saw overhelping. It was dry. It, it would drive me crazy watching games these previous seasons. There's just crashing too early. Our man on the ball, whether that be Terry Rozier or LaMelo Ball or Cody Martin, whoever it may be, wouldn't even be beat yet. And then the help is already there because it's anticipating, which breeds lazy defense on ball. If you know you have help behind you and that you're going to go into scramble mode and that you're going to pick up your helps defender, then that breeds lazy defensive principles. And that's something that the Charlotte Hornets have been known for these past few seasons. We did not see that Wednesday night. There's more trust defensively. We stayed in the hip pocket longer out on the perimeter. We weren't overhelping, leading to just an easy dish to the wing for an open shot. It was a beautiful thing to see. Dennis Smith Jr. signed. I, I, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of uh, talk about Dennis Smith Jr. over the summer, but then Dennis Smith Jr. shows up, and he has a hell of a game for his first time wearing the purple and teal defensively staying in that hip pocket of the of the offensive player hitting shots which has always been his downfall he's always been uber athletic uber talented but it's the shot that's that's always been missing seeing that fall was a welcome sight feels like we got something there Offense was humming, didn't miss a beat with LaMelo Ball 
injured with Miles Bridges' situation. 129. Putting up the numbers. People have been worried about Steve Clifford's offense if it was going to be able to stay where it was under Borrego. Now, one game sample size against a bottom feeder. Can we read too much into that? No. And so we don't need to be getting ahead of ourselves. We need to stay measured here. But it was a good thing to see for our first performance missing our all-star. That's for sure. Check out these plus minuses. This is just, you love to see this. P.J. Washington with a plus 29. Kelly Oubre with a plus 36. Team leading plus 36. Kelly Oubre deserves his flowers after this first performance. Energy was there. Defense was there. Attacking the rim. Being aggressive. Hitting his shots. Just a great performance from Kelly Oubre, which is something that this Hornets team is going to need throughout the season. Great quote at halftime, talking about getting back to his roots and attack first mentality. Self-awareness from Kelly Oubre that I didn't know if it existed after watching him play basketball last year. Not knowing if if there was a self-awareness from Kelly Oubre, when, when was a good time to take a shot? when there was a good time to make that pass, when to attack, when to drop it off. It was just so sporadic from Kelly Oubre. It was just whatever he felt in the moment, he was going to do it, and he was going to do it quickly without any semblance of thought. But then now, after this first game, small sample size once again, but it was good to see and hear his response about what is getting his attention currently. And that mindset reverting back to attack first, which is the Kelly Oubre I think all of us really want to see. Nick Richards plus 28. Dennis Smith Jr. plus 28. Terry Rozier, plus 18. Jalen McDaniels, plus 13. Just really good minutes out of key players that we needed and then also a few surprises. Dennis Smith Jr., as already stated, gave the Hornets great minutes. Nick Richards, career highs in points and rebounds. Just a dominating performance. And this night helped us. I, I, I think all of us Hornets fans. Yeah, it was an awful, awful offseason. But tonight was a good thing for us to enjoy, for us to experience a win, a dominating performance, seeing some young guys show some flashes. Some players that many had been calling for 
to see more. We saw some JT Thor in this game. We saw some book night, even though maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we should have. That's a debate for another day. Many have been clamoring for Nick Richards even last year because they saw the they they saw the the attributes. They saw the length. They saw the athleticism. They saw the height. They saw the big body. All of those things on a floor, in a pick and roll with LaMelo Ball, taking up space, being able to hit free throws when you get fouled. Now, I'm not here to just hate on Mason Plumley. That's not what I'm doing. Although, I'm sure there will be plenty of times when he gets that from me this season. But many of the things that many of us were clamoring for and asking for and being like, is there not something better on this roster? We got a little taste of that on Wednesday because this should be coming out on Friday. But it was good to see, and there was some hope. It made us forget about that offseason that we just experienced, that pain. Oftentimes, as Hornets fans, that's what we do. We're here for one another through the pain. But it was, it, it was fun to see our team show up and take care of a team that they should have and to see some bright spots and to have some hope for this season when it felt like all hope had been lost because there's just bad news after bad news after bad news. Even if the on-court production, I never thought that the on-court production was just going to be severely lessened. I, not me personally. I know many, many of you who've interacted with the Hornets lead account who has, uh, you know, responded to various posts and different things have wondered and been very worried about losing Miles Bridges's Bridges's production. Okay. Had to get that right. Had that little Bridges's Bridges's. Okay. Many of you were worried about that, right? I personally was not so worried about that. And, and it felt wrong because I didn't want to, I didn't want to make excuses for cup check because he doesn't deserve any because still there were things that needed needed to be done. I believe in this off season, but I, I felt like he was going to be able to almost get a pass because production would come from various others in various forms. And so I never felt like the on-court production was going to be hit as harshly as some of you that are listening and some of you that interact with our the lead account, the Hornets lead account. But here we are. And I don't want to make excuses for Mitch Kupchak. But that production is going to come this season. It's going to be there. It's going to be lessened, maybe, a little bit. I'm not saying all of it will be accounted for. 
but much of it will. And then the defensive side of the ball is going to be better, guys. Just based on principles. You may say, we didn't add anybody defensively. We don't have anything that we didn't have last year. How's it going to get that much better? Defensive principles. Defensive schemes. And we already saw that in game one. Guys, it's been fun. First episode in the books here at Hive Hoops. I'm your host, Joshua Balta, signing out. Looking forward to next episode with you. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to leave the reviews, all of the things. Adios. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The Lead. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.